I'm Ryan Idell, host of 15 Minutes to Freedom, your daily guide to getting shit done. I appreciate you tuning in, and if you gain any value from any of my shows, if you do me the favor of leaving me a review wherever you're digesting this content from. Five-star reviews are better, but if I didn't earn it, don't give me one. Simply leave a review and let me know how I'm doing. In today's episode, I'm doing a book review on When the Meaning is Lost by Jill Ethier. So as you may know, I lost my best friend, Miles, March 3rd of this year. The story that I was told at that point in life was that Miles passed away from a heroin overdose. And he had battled heroin addiction almost his entire adult life, was put on a dilated drip in high school for a lung infection, was on that for six or eight months, was never given a really a healthy bridge or way to get off. Next thing you know, he's just trying to score pain pills, and pain pills are too expensive, so it turns into heroin, and that's the spiral that he went down. I now know, as I share this episode, that Miles didn't pass away from a heroin overdose. Miles, I'll say relapsed, but was using cocaine as his new vice. And unfortunately, the cocaine he was using was laced with fentanyl, a trace element, but nonetheless enough to kill him. Needless to say, the week of March 3rd to the 10th, and really ended up being 11th or 12th, was a blur for me. Uh, Miles was a guy that I spent certainly almost every waking moment with between workout partners and coworkers and just friends. And when he passed, like my, my life got dark. I have never lost someone that's close to me before. Sure, I lost grandparents and been to funerals and things like that, but I'd never lost someone that was so young, someone that was so close, someone that I would have considered to be my best friend. I'd never had to go through that process before. And fortunately for me, with the power of social media and the amazing number of people that I had come across in my life, I posted that I was lost. Got really real. That's before this podcast, before anything. Like I just got real with the fact that I am lost and don't have any clue on what the heck I should be doing. A friend of mine, and a friend at this point is almost a loose term. We were social media acquaintances. Her husband and I ended up running in the same circles inside of the Wake Up Warrior movement. Um, her, her, her name is Karen, Dr. Karen Osborne. And Karen Osborne messaged me and said, hey, I've got this friend that wrote this book. I'm going to send you a copy because I know I'm supposed to. Number one, I'm not very good at receiving generous gifts. I'm working to get better at it. I'm typically the one to give and give and give, and I enjoy being on that side. So when someone reciprocates that and I get it back, I don't really know how to act other than to say thank you. And admittedly, as she's saying she's sending me the book, I didn't know what to expect. Number one, I didn't know she'd actually follow through, and not because she's a bad person, but because we all get self-consumed in our day. And more importantly, when she says it's her friend, and I've never heard of her friend before, like, man, I don't, I don't, sure, I'll, I'll look at the book and I'll read it. And then the book comes right on time. You know, it's, it's on Amazon. This book that I'm reading, When the Meaning is Lost, is on Amazon. And so it showed up in two days. Incredibly, you know, what looks like handwritten card, and I dive right into it. 
those of you that have been listening, or if you're new to this show, I meditate consistently. Once a day for at least 20 minutes, quite often it's much longer. And when I saw the book and saw Jill's face, which is prominently displayed on the front of the book, something told me, the voice told me, God told me to pick up the book and read it. And so I did. All 148 pages. And I would love to say this 148 pages took me a week to read. Because, again, you may or may not know that I tend to read about a book a week. Uh, I was so compelled by reading this book, I, I wrapped it up in less than a day. This book ended up being the exact thing that I was looking for to help me bridge the gap from where I was at at that moment in a pit of despair, feeling alone, feeling secluded, feeling like I had no one to talk to, that no one would understand what I was going through, and bridged my gap into the fact of realizing that there is a possibility that I'll start to feel better. So the book wasn't the catch-all to me. You know, this book, this book didn't fix me, quote-unquote. What this book did was show me that I'm not alone. What this book did for me was share with me that I was okay going through the process. Like I'm supposed to feel this way and I'm supposed to grieve in whatever ways that I feel I should grieve. As long as it's not self-destructive to my, obviously myself or destructive to those people around me. The grieving process is natural, but unique for each of us. No one can tell you exactly how and when and where to grieve. And so that's what I did. This book, the way that Jill writes it, Jill has a very interesting story of losing a daughter, being stricken with a debilitating disease, and then walking through all the different variations of what goes on afterwards. So as I'm holding the book on page 40 right now, it's, it's titled The Implosion. And the implosion is exactly what she writes. The loss has happened. Nothing is the same. Your life feels like it's imploding. And it is. Now what she so eloquently goes on to say is that no one around you is probably brave enough to say it. Like, it's not comfortable to say, like, yes, your life is really messed up right now. But it's important to acknowledge what is really happening in the moment. Because if you don't acknowledge it, you can't make peace with it. And if you can't make peace with it, you can't get past it. But I didn't realize all that at the time. Nothing, you know, again, I feel like I'm literally just going to read you guys the book. Nothing changes until it's faced. I mean, think about how impactful that is, not only for the loss of a loved one, but for any tragic event, for any event, period in life. Until you face what is chasing you, you can't ever get past it. Same thing with life in whole, as a whole. You are different, so it will be different. Like the way that you interact with people is going to be different. Part of you has left. This emotion, this memory, this tie you had to another individual is no longer here anymore. You're going to be different. Life's not going to be the same. The rituals and habits and things you shared with that person are never going to come back again. And it's okay. Take a deep breath and surrender to this knowing, to surrender to the fact that this is the way the world works. This book goes on and on and on. 
sharing things like the labels that we provide ourselves. You, you look at, you know, Jill is a widower, a divorcee, a cancer survivor, a mother of four, a parent to three. These are all things that as life is rebuilding, she has to quote unquote carry around with her to define who she is. How many times in your life have you had labels define who you are? Like I'm the product of a divorced household. I have a failed marriage. I'm a single mother or father. I am all these things. And these labels start to define you based off the way that society views those things and the stigma that's attached to them. Well, in this book, what Jill encouraged you to do is tell the story when you want and don't tell the story when you don't want. It's okay to be open to some things sometimes and open to others, others. I have chosen through this podcast to wear all my mistakes, shortcomings, and downfalls on my sleeve. They're all out there. And I can't say they're all. I'm sure I'm forgetting some, right? You know, this isn't, I am not perfect. I've shared in past episodes, I don't have this all figured out. What I do have figured out is that I know every day I'm in the process of progress and I'm sharing that with you as you're listening. If you are still listening at this point in this series of podcasts or you just joined this, I, I cringe to use the word movement, but really that's what it is of authentic vulnerability. You will know and realize when you go back to the original episodes versus now, my delivery is different. My passion is different. My speech patterns and all the ways that I interact with you are different and they're going to continue to grow because this is a process no different than the process of grieving you end up getting to make a choice no you didn't have a choice to have the person leave your life that wasn't a choice you got to make but you have a choice in how you deal with it you have a choice in the way that you feel based upon these things we're all going to lose our parents at some point Right? I mean, I don't know anybody on the planet that's parents have, have lived forever. This book is so impactful that I would encourage you to read this prior to and then after that part in your life because it's coming. I hate to be so morbid, but Gary Vee said it best. Like, what's the most impactful thing you could say to somebody? You're going to die. You're going to. So how you're living now actually matters and what you're doing with your time actually matters. And in this book, there's just actionable items. Again, all 22, 24, 25 chapters of this very short read that will shift your mindset from being in this dark pit of despair, being uncertain on how to operate, not knowing which way is up, having the pit in your stomach and feeling sick, not wanting to go out and face the world. All the things that I was feeling from certainly March 3rd, and really it's probably the whole month of March. I only know he passed away on March 3rd. His celebration of life was March 10th. And I wasn't in a better state of mind until at least midweek of the following week. And I still had to put together the pieces for another few months. That was my story, though. That's how I dealt with grief. Your story is going to be different. Because at the end of the day, you have to trust. And, and Jill... Literally, like I'm just, I'm just reading this. It will be hard to trust in a world that no longer feels familiar or friendly, but you must try to trust it all. Trust that there is a reason that all this has happened, and it will eventually serve you in your life. Like how flippin' important is that to me right now? Like I just randomly 
flip to this page. I don't believe there's any accidents in life. So I'm expressing this to you right now. Trust that there is a reason that will eventually serve you. Miles passing away was the catalyst that allowed me to finally step up and start owning my greatness and start this podcast and share it with you. From him passing and me not looking as a curse but looking as a gift and going through the shift of going to Wake Up Warriors Warrior Week and then the gifts that have come out of that and going down this path, there is purpose and meaning that I now can trust have happened. Miles passing was a catalyst to a series of events that have completely reformed my life and what I'll do going forward. I finally stepped up to the plate in a world that I was backing away from. Trust that there that the new meaning you create in your life will take you to bigger and better places. Like this is just crazy to me. Like this was a book I read in March that I haven't picked up since I since I finished it. I don't need to read a book about grief multiple times. I'm, I'm pretty smart. You know, I'm intelligent. I can pick up on it. But here we sit. Like, there is new meaning to my life at this moment. Like, I finally own the fact that I'm supposed to be helping people. Like, I get the biggest enjoyment out of spending time on the microphone here with you and having you comment to me that something I said changed your outlook on life. It grows even more when you reach out to me and say, hey, can you help me overcome this issue? It gets even better when you say, hey, will you coach me into seeing a better possibility? I want what you have. That's the new possibility. Like That's the new system that has come to me from him passing. So eventually, in Jill's book, she takes you in the fact that you go from just existing, where I felt like I was just existing after Miles' death, you know, coming to the office and his desk is empty. Forever sat a bottle of Tylenol that he had sitting on his desk, which now I realize was there, not because he had a headache from just having a headache, but because he was going out partying. But it sat there for weeks because I didn't want to move it. Like that for some reason, if I left it there, he would just magically show up and start to use it again. He didn't. And he won't. And so I was just existing in this time period. I didn't know what was next. I didn't fully know how to process it. But eventually that, that existing turned into living. It turned into something more. I had to realize, and Jill helped me realize, there is no timeline for this. It's just the journey I had to go on. I don't remember feeling empowered and healthy and happy until late April when Miles passed away early March. It's a two-month process that if I had to be specific, short of Warrior Week that I went to, I can't remember one other thing from that time period short of burying him. And I say burying him. He was cremated, so it's not really a burial. It was the celebration of life and the calling hours. But that was it. And that's all I remember. Remember a handful of people's faces and names that came through as I sat there and mourned the loss of my best friend. And then just numbness. Until it went away. Because eventually it goes away. And now when I speak to Miles, whether it's through metaphysics or if I'm looking at a painting of him that's in the office. Or if I'm reminiscing through old videos or photos that I have of him. There's just joy and laughter in my heart. Because I can understand the fact that with that tragic event, it has propelled me into a different place that I didn't know possible. But it propelled me into a place that realistically Miles always told me was there for me. I just didn't want to see it. Maybe I wasn't ready. 
Nonetheless, I feel like I must digress. When the Meaning is Lost by Jill Ethier, and if I'm butchering her last name, I apologize. It's E-T-H-I-E-R. It's just the most incredible, impactful read when it comes to processing the loss of a loved one. It's short, it's inexpensive, and the, the beauty of this, when I picked up the book and started reading it, I was tagging her in post because it was just so moving to me. And she and I forged our own, I'll say, digital friendship where we commented back and forth and we still, I'll say, stay in touch based off the fact of sharing you know, little things on social media back and forth. And I just couldn't be more grateful that Karen Osborne shared this book with me and that Jill sat down and took the time to write it and get really real and vulnerable with all the not so pleasant things that happened in her life. Because as she shares in the book, the pain of losing a daughter, the pain of being divorced, the pain of you know, illness and sickness and all the things that impacted her, it wasn't obvious at the moment that those were going to impact the lives of thousands of people in the future by her writing this book. And even if it's not thousands, even if just one, this is a book that I will recommend to every person that is facing loss. So as unique as this may sound, in the face of adversity, as you're facing that loss, you don't know which is next and which ways up. I guarantee that if you pick up this book and read it, you'll eventually be able to get shit done. <laughs>